What's up, people? My name is Bart Tachi. I'm the host for today's podcast, calling it Little Talks. On the show today, we have Maddie Dudek, who started her own business called A Plate of Mind. She's out of New York City. She teaches kids how to cook gourmet meals. Had an awesome conversation about the different ways uh, that you get moved around life and the different decisions that come out of that. Hopefully you enjoy the episode. If you would like to see what's going on, you can check it out on my Instagram live. The audio is slightly choppy. I'm sorry about that. I don't know why. I, it's not my fault, okay? Um, my Instagram is tart, T-A-R-T, bocci, B-O-C-C-I. Uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the show. Bye-bye. You should introduce yourself. Tell me your name and um, tell me your name, where you're from and where you live now. Okay, my name's Maddie Dudek. I'm from Massachusetts. Let's go. I live in Bed-Stuy, New York, in Brooklyn. That's where I am right now, in my apartment. Awesome. And what do you do? Well, I uh, own a business called A Plate of Mind. And I do cooking lessons for kids and adults. And um, I spend all day cooking. I do private chefing a little bit and some dinner parties here and there. Just anything that has to do with cooking. But the main thing is cooking lessons. And uh, I just did one right before this. I actually had a fail, which has been happening a lot lately, but it's okay. I don't know what's going on. As I become busier and busier, I feel like there's more and more fails. We tried to make Hawaiian rolls. And they turned out kind of flat. And I, I think I made a mistake, but I blamed, I blamed the yeast, which is always a good thing to do. It seems like that's like a classic baker move. It's like, we yeah. had bad yeast. Yeah. Well, I was over a year old. Oh, it's definitely the yeast. They're like, oh. <laughs> And people who don't know what they're doing are like, I'm never going to do this again, because I don't know what the, how to get the right yeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's um, so one of the things that you do is teach people how to make cocktails. And I think we should do that now before yeah. we get into it. I think we should too. It's been a really long day and week and year. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm a spicy one. and it's going to be so pretty. Do you have a shaker? I didn't even ask you this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right here. Ooh, look at my shaker. It's Basic, okay. What's going on? Cool, right? It's a mason jar. One of my mantras is that I don't measure anything, and it maybe is really the reason why the wine rolls didn't work today. <laughs> it's bad yeast. A little, but I'm kind of just pretending. With cocktails, it's like one part this, one part that, blah blah blah. But we're just gonna pour some stuff in here. It's gonna be so good. Great. So we're making a spicy blood orange Paloma. Palomas are usually with grapefruit, but we're using blood orange today. It's gonna be so okay. good. This is like pretty fruity. It's gonna be good. Good job. Thank you. Do you give a lot of affirmation to your students? Honestly, yes. And I have to sort of edit myself when I'm with adults, as you can see, because yeah. it's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice. Oh my gosh, look at you go. 
<laughs> Anita says, it looks like a bloody crime scene. Uh, the answer is yes. It is a bloody crime scene over here. <laughs> oh. uh, hopefully you have a towel nearby. It gets a little sticky. Worst is when we do pomegranates. It's like really. Oh yeah. Everywhere. Okay. We're gonna do a couple slices of jalapeno, however much you want. And then a little squirt of agave, just for sweetness. Just a squirt. It's a technical term. Okay, do some tequila and then lots of ice cubes because we're gonna shake it. All right, now shake it. Beautiful color. Yours looks better than mine. No, yours looks amazing. Here's Bart. Thanks so much. Cheers. Okay, now we can really get to the talk. So one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on, <laughs> you on the super official show of mine, um, is that I, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about work and like vocation and how people get to doing what they're doing. And um, your story is super interesting to me because I'm, I'm kind of a firm believer in like a winding road of, you know, your life leading you to something really cool. Uh, and what you're almost like you go through, you get kind of like pinballed around in life a little bit. You're like, why am I doing this? I don't know but I like it right now. And then, or, or maybe you don't like it right now, <laughs> but then you get moved to something else and um, eventually you find your sweet spot, which I don't, I don't even know if you would say that where you are right now is your sweet spot, but it's really, it's really cool from my perspective, seeing like all the steps that you've gone through to get there. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a, a winding road. Shall I tell the whole story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you should. I think you should, if you want, if you want to. Sure, I mean, I don't think it's boring. It's definitely, uh, I guess it's a unique journey. It definitely isn't what I thought would happen. And I didn't even really plan for it. I, and I feel pretty lucky that it, but uh, okay, so. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I went to college. I, I studied sociology, which it doesn't really lead to anything in particular. Although I did enjoy it. You know? Sociology is, is just like the study of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, why we do what we do. It's sort of like people and, and what they're doing together. You know, like, it's not people as individuals. It's like, it's like people and, and how they work as a society and why they do things. And so I found it super interesting, but it wasn't like it led to a certain career, like accounting or um, education or, or pre-med or something. Like, you're not going to be a sociologist. I mean, you can, but it's like, you have to go to grad school. And it, I don't know, I was 22 years old. I look back, or 21. Whatever, whatever age you are, graduate college, like, who knows what they want to do when they're that age? I guess some people, but I certainly didn't. I was working at Chili's and I was like, wow, this is really, this is really enjoyable. I kind of just want to work at Chili's for a while, which I still say is the best job I ever had. I really learned a lot there. Huh. <laughs> but anyway. 
we could go on that tangent, but I want to keep you, uh, I want to keep going. It's a major part of me, but we'll get back. So I, um, I decided to try to become a teacher. Um, and I applied to all these teaching programs and I ended up in New York doing New York City teaching fellows. So I got my master's in education through an AmeriCorps program. And I started teaching high school special ed in the Bronx for three years. And that was quite challenging, especially being 22 and working with kids who weren't actually kids, they were 21. And they were in like a special ed program that serves them until they age out at 21. And I was like, knew nothing. I mean, I don't even really remember that time. It was so insane and tr like traumatizing to like just be thrown into that situation with no information. I mean, I, you know, they tried, we all tried, but it was just, it was crazy. Um, but I may do, and I think I, I definitely don't regret doing it. And I, it got much easier as I kept, and I, I was a teacher for six years and I kind of found my stride and I really enjoyed it. But I started to feel like I was burning out and I didn't want to stay if I was burning out. And, you know, working in a public school system in a big city is very challenging. And I, um, I also just always knew that I wanted to do something with food. I was always like so obsessed with food. Like I remember being in high school and middle school and like rushing home so I could watch Emerald Live. Do you remember that show? Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to come and watch like Maury, but I wanted to watch Emerald Live. Um, then I, I just made the decision very slowly over time after doing like a lot of research that I wanted to go into cooking and, and the best way was to go to culinary school, which in retrospect was sort of expensive and slight waste of time, but it did. Okay. Hold on. What? Sort of, sort of, oh, expensive in a, in a yeah. slight waste of time. You go and like you learn, it's like a lot of things. It's like, you know, in school you learn and you kind of get your experience and you learn really what you need to learn in the field, like in a restaurant. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. true of occupations. And you don't need to go, but it definitely accelerates things. And I felt like at the age I was like starting over with a new career, like it was a good plan for me. I definitely made connections there, but then it led me to the next stage, which was working in a restaurant, which was a really good restaurant called Gramercy Tavern in New York City. And um, that's where, you know, I felt like I was in the place I was supposed to be and like working on like going, you know, like sweating all day and just like tasting food and, and like working crazy hours and just like, it was hard, but it was like so, such a, it was so much brain power, you know, like trying to remember things and like taste things and make everything perfect. And, and it was like a way that my brain had never worked before. And I just loved it. And I loved just like food all day long and thinking about food. How did you get that job? Well, my culinary school, like you have to apply to have an internship at the end. And it worked out that I, 
got an internship there and then I ended up getting hired at the end of it. But it took a while to like get up. Like you start out doing prep all day, eight hours of like cutting vegetables. And then the next step is you cut bread. And then the next step is you shuck oysters all day long, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of oysters. Like I got a little carpal tunnel from that. Jeez. Did you see the movie Burnt? Yeah. When he's just shucking oysters in the beginning? Yeah, it was like that. Um, yeah. It's hard work and you're standing all day. I mean, there's a reason why like <laughs> do it and do it really well. Cause they can like, they have like, you know, young bodies. <laughs> Okay, wait, say that again. There's a reason who can do it? Like 18 year olds, like they are so agile and they can just like stand all day and like work for 14 hours and like they're fine. But I was like yeah. so, you know? <laughs> yeah, my back hurts. They <laughs> <laughs> did. Um, so yeah, I did. I worked there. I loved it. I worked all the stations. My favorite one was working in what was called the tavern where I got to make a fire every day and like feed the fire with wood and work over an open flame and like grill all day long and got some of the worst burns of my life that will never be gone. Like, scars will remain forever. You want to see my hands? Do, do you have any, any that, are, that are available? I mean, you can't, I don't know if you can see it. There's a yeah, burn. sort of, kind of. Um, yeah. An oil spill had to be out for two weeks for that. It like blew up. Uh, but um, that's just part of it. Everybody gets fully burned. Your arms are just like covered in burns, and it's okay. Yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> I remember but... I had one of my like bosses. I cut myself one day, and he was like, "Oh, I've never cut myself in my whole career." And I believe, I'm like, what? How is that possible? He's like, been a chef for 10 years. And I believed him. And then he's like, obviously I've cut myself. There's no way I could not have cut myself. Like you cut yourself, you're cutting with a knife all day long. You're gonna cut yourself. Right. You know? What kind of knife do you use right now? Oh, I have a few knives. Knives are very, they're like a thing, you know, like, you have your own knife, you have to bring it with you, like you have to buy a nice knife and sharpen it at home and like it's very special. Um, mine are all I gotta have, we should do this again and then you can run us through a tutorial of like how to sharpen a knife. Oh, okay, sure. That's important. <laughs> I'm not like the best at it. People are, it's like they're, it's like an art. Um, okay. I could definitely Well, you can recommend someone. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. So what were you gonna I'm sorry oh, somebody, I interrupted you. Somebody from my like somebody that I reconnected with, he's like a knife hobbyist and he makes knives. And he like I like sent him an apron from my company that I had made custom aprons and he like in exchange sent me a custom knife that he made. And it's been like really cool using it. He, I got to like pick out the wood and he like got the the metal from Japan and we like, it's really, really sharp and really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, knives are a big thing and they're really expensive. Like people will spend like $800 on a chef's knife or more. Mine are not that much, 200, but it's still, you gotta have a whole knife kit, you know? 
I got a nice one for my birthday. It was, it's um, my, uh, my parents gave me like a Meister Neister or something like a, some German name sounding name. Oh, German. Yes. Well, there's the German yeah. and the Japanese knives and they're a little different. Right. And those two people don't, they don't like each other, right? Like the German knife people are like, we're German knives. And the Japanese knife people are like, hey, get out of here with your German knives. Yes, that is. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, okay. I did a little bit of research. Um, In all right, so <laughs> actually in preparation for sending <laughs> sending my folks the link to the knife that I that I was asking for and I was like I don't think the German knife makers and the Japanese knife makers hang out they hate each other <laughs> <laughs> so you so it would it's safe to say that your job that your culinary school got you the job at Gramercy Tavern. Yeah. Who were false? Oh, I think it did, but I think maybe as I as I stayed there I noticed, you know, there are other ways to network and you could you could get in in other ways. But I, I mean I'm not regretting any of the choices I made. I think it all got me here and it, it's fine. Yeah. So Gramercy, you know, there was a time that I felt like, oh my God, like now I'm where I need to be. And I had some moments of like, why did I waste all these years being like, and I felt kind of bad about that. But then something happened where the, the chef, the boss, the executive chef knew that I used to be a teacher and he had a friend whose daughter wanted cooking lessons. And at that time I was working the lunch shift. So I had afternoons free. And he was like, oh, Maddie, you should see about teaching this girl, um, you know, once a week and maybe do like six weeks and send them like a lesson plan and see how it goes. And so that was my first client. And we kind of designed it so that I would go to her house and we would cook like dinner for her family. And I would teach her techniques and, you know, like restaurant techniques, like searing a duck breast and basting it. <laughs> like making it perfectly medium rare and she was like 11 but she wanted to learn that stuff kids are really advanced these days and it's because of like master chef and like all that stuff on tv and like youtube and everything um i have a slight theory too a tiny theory that kids want to be around something that's sort of dangerous and um fire. like yeah yeah fire knives as a kid yeah. i would have i would have loved to do to do something like this. Yeah, they want to experience, I think they also like, you know, I really think the hands-on part of it and like the kinesthetic and the tasting and everything, it's like, it's different than school, you know? I think it's for a, a sort of diverse learner, it's really good for them. So I think it, it really hits a lot of levels. So this girl loved it and I ended up teaching her for two and a half or three years and I would continue, but they actually moved to Aspen and I still talked to them. And, you know, from then, it, from her, it kind of grew like word of mouth. And now there's like dozens and dozens of clients. Wow. Three, just like one person found out and then two more and then five more. And it's just, it's been really incredible. So it was all word of mouth at the beginning? Yeah. 
It still and is. Then, now there's some marketing that goes on, but it's mostly been word of mouth. Nice. So you got, um, you that you started doing like adults, right? Yeah. Is that something that you're <laughs> advertising or no? I am, well, yeah. <laughs> I on this website, like a sort of, because of COVID, there was um, a collection of chef offerings on through Zagat and the infatuation. And they put me on there as like my company doing date night lessons. And like, I would either do virtual or come to someone's house, bring all the ingredients and like do wine pairings or cocktails or whatever. And I sold a bunch of them and it's been like so fun. I did one last night. We did crab cakes and Arctic char and farro and celery root puree and cherry sauce. I mean, they like loved it and they did, wow. they bought a bunch of wine and it was really fun. We all wore masks and like we were together, but you know, from a distance kind of at, at their house. Um, so yeah, I've really, I've like branched into that a bit and I really like it cause I can, I can be myself in a different way than I am around kids, you know, <laughs> which I like. Like you can have wine, for example, or a cocktail. Well, maybe not that, but I can talk about adult things. Right. Oh, you know. <laughs> you can be a grown up. I love the interaction part of working in general, you know, like, that's why I love teaching. That's why I love working in a restaurant. I'm like so extroverted. So like doing virtual lessons is fun in the way that this is fun, Bart. I mean, I love this. Yeah. So much fun. But being around people, especially other people, like peers, people my age, it's like I, there's nothing like it, you know? So it's been really, really cool, like meeting people and teaching people that are closer to my age this skill. So I'm really enjoying yeah. it. And you're a big time extrovert, right? So this oh. is. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I know. I've been slowly, um, I've been like slow, like, like turning in on myself. I don't know what, what sort of creature that would be, but. Um, we kind of had uh, hard at the beginning of COVID to, to turn in a little, but. It, yeah. But I think it's yeah. an important. <laughs> what you say um, to be able to be by yourself but yeah i i, I am a, an extreme expert and i love making friends and it's definitely an important quality for having a business like this and i love making connections too i'm like starting to do a little community outreach because i'm realizing that like all my clients sort of fit a certain uh um how can i say it I guess societal um, echelon. So I am trying to branch out a bit as I can and, mm -hmm. and do a little more. I mean, eventually like stuff for my community in Bed-Stuy and, you know, not so much in Manhattan, Upper East Side stuff. Yeah, that was like <laughs> a lot of code language. I don't know, <laughs> we can leave it, we can leave it there. We get back to, we'll also come back to that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Send me, hey watchers, send me DMs if you want a decoding. Um, so what, uh, 
you were talking about how I, I guess I guess further into that <laughs> my brain is bouncing around. What's in the string? Um You put a lot of uh, feel a yeah. splash. I realized that after looking at what's left in the bottle that that was a poor choice. No, it's a, it's good. Yeah. It's Friday night. It's called a floater, I think, when you put a little extra on the top. Oh, really? <laughs> I love that. Into me. <laughs> yeah. So um Shoot, I had it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, what does it look like doing doing stuff around the community in Bedsty? Like, what is it like going to a local fill in the blank and putting on a session? I think it needs to wait until it's warm out, and I want to do. I, I really have been thinking about this. So, I have. So, part of what brings me like extreme joy is having these local. Like, I have my fish person. I have my meat guy. And now I have like my sort of like local, like specialty foods provider because sometimes I'll pick up the meat and the fish for my lessons if I'm going in person or if I'm doing a dinner party. And I just like wanna give them business because they are amazing for the community. So my fish person is called Shipwreck Seafood Boutique and I tag them all the time and they're amazing. I've been going for three years the guy is, his name's Joey, and he like goes every morning to the fish market at like two in the morning. He like cuts out the middleman. He goes himself, and he's just amazing. Like, and it's always fresh. It's like Montauk tuna and like local everything. And he is just like, he wants to let me like use the kitchen sometimes and like maybe do like some meal prep or meal delivery or eventually like do something maybe in like a park with local kids. I mean, he has lots of connections. So I think, you know, we're going to work together and do something eventually. But I would Can just, I just say, kind of I, I think that's demo, oh. no, eating party. I'm sorry. I, okay. <laughs> I totally interrupted you. You were saying an outdoor demo thing slash party. Eating party. Yeah. <laughs> with fish. I was going to. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's not something you see a lot. You're not like, hey, let's go outdoors and have fish. Oh, you see it. You you'll see it. If you look, open your eyes, it's there. Okay. So, uh, one thing that I like about your um, your business's Instagram is exactly what you said. Like, how often you guys tag, or I guess that do you run it? Yeah, you can't tell. I am an elder millennial running my own Instagram. <laughs> Trust me. I honestly am working so hard to make it good, and I, it's not my natural thing. I Listen, I need help. Hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's good. It's genuine. It's good. It comes from my heart. It is real. It's real me. That's all I can say. And I like how you tag all your business partners. It's, it, that's like not, people don't. I love that you say they're business partners. I don't think they call me a business partner, but I will call them my business partner because I wish they were my business partners. Well, here's the thing. If you are on Instagram and you do Instagram Live, it says tag your business partner. There's a line there. So I kept looking for you to tag you because I was like, we're business partners today. Uh, but 
it wouldn't let me tag you because well, all my posts. I think, I think it would have let me tag your your plate of mind, but not this one. Oh, because maybe because this is private. Right. This is not a business. Which is a deliberate thing, because I don't want all my students to follow this. Right. We'll right. get. But um, right. yeah, I do. I mean, what I was going to say is, I just I love supporting the local fish butcher specialty foods, whatever in Brooklyn. It's like. It's not like they need me, but I need them so badly. And I just love them. And I love going in and like bringing them treats and talking to them more than they probably want to talk to me. But you know, it's that human interaction stuff that I need. Like the highlight of my life. Like, hi. They, are you kidding me? They, lo I, they love talking to you. I guarantee it. They're probably dealing with like 60 year old men all the time. Um, no, it, it is. I, I, I guarantee they're like, Maddie, hey, do they do that? Yeah, just like I did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we have that's fun. awesome. I'm trying to bridge the gap towards like, oh, can we hang out sometime? Like, maybe when you close up, I'll just like drink a beer, eat some fish in the park. <laughs> you, can we have a beer and an outdoor fish? I want it. <laughs> So, hey, Laura, <laughs> can you see all the comments that come up, Maddie? No, I'm not looking. I'm really trying to focus here on like doing a good you're job. Doing, you're doing so good. Uh, so listen, using I want, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to, um, <clears throat> I want to go back to elementary school. You were talking oh. about. I had to wear an iPad. So you, you were, wait, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think. I just don't like talking. <laughs> I'm fine. So anyway. You sure? Yeah, we can talk about it. I'm fine. <laughs> Was it an eye patch, like a pirate patch that went like this? Yeah. Was it black? Yeah. Skull and crossbones? No. I wish. Oh. <laughs> you almost want to lean into it at that point. Wish I had. It would have made me much cooler. So yeah, elementary school. I that's when I started watching uh, work, and I hate to say that was my real inspiration. Loved it so much. It's it's become so much like about reality TV, like every other channel. But like at the time, it was like Sarah Moulton and Emeril and even Ina Garten, who's still very relevant, major icon. Do you know who any of these people are? I don't know who the last person you said was who's really relevant <laughs> and a major icon. Wasn't, wasn't she the one who sang Frozen? No. I don't. I, no. It's okay. Um, she's just like incredible and so gentle and just the most beautiful chef and just obsessed with her. She's amazing. But anyway, she inspired me just like watching these people like so calmly, like put ingredients together that are like pre-measured and just pouring everything. And like, it made, I would sometimes like make my parents leave me alone in the kitchen and pretend I was on a cooking show. 
and make such a mess and not clean it up. They really didn't like that. But I've gotten very good at cleaning, I will say. Do you have uh, thoughts or aspirations or do you think it would be cool at all in any way to be on a cooking show now? I think it would be cool. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, sure. All my what would you like to see? Talk, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. They want you on TikTok? They think I should make a TikTok channel, but it just feels like it would be unnatural for me. <laughs> but maybe someday I'll, I'll give in. But yeah, cooking show would be really fun. I had this really good idea called What's in the Fridge with Maddie. I almost don't want to say it out loud because it's actually been stolen by Food Network. Well, C.T. Coons just put it in the chat, so. She did? Yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. It's out there. I've been about it for many years. Um, what's in the fridge with Maddie? Basically, I show up and I'm carrying like a beef tenderloin or some chicken, whatever. That's all I have. And then I come into your house and I'm like, okay, what do you have? What's in the pantry? What's in the fridge? You have like leftover Thai food and like some eggs and like some vinegar and pickles. But we make something out of it and it's so good. It's transforming leftovers and condiments and like pantry stuff into a meal. And it's like different themes, like hardworking family with no time and like frat house, <laughs> like you know, other stereotypical stuff. <laughs> now, the producers would come up with lots of great ideas. But that's my idea. Yeah. I never kind of stole it, but the name is still mine, and I think we will get there someday. That's my idea. I like it. You I like think it? that's a great idea. Um, and I think I'm, that's a great idea. I like the show, so it would be unique. Very unique. Uh, what's in the fridge with Maddie? So, vegetarians are just screwed. <laughs> well, no, but like ten. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. But are screwed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even watch the show. No. <laughs> yeah, we love just just so you know, we love vegans, we love vegetarians. We love. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, you know who I like watching these days? And I can't, I can't claim this as an original find, but this guy named, um, uh, Jacques Pepin, you know him, of course. Oh, Jacques Pepin? Yeah. Original. Hottie. <laughs> yeah, he's got like that little bit of a lisp. Oh, he's amazing. He made um, arroz con pollo. Oh, French. That that's uh, Spanish with a French accent. Yeah, that was really that was unique. No offense. What yeah. You, What's that? What do you love about him? Uh, I like that he's like, hey, here's all these budget meals you can make. Um, here's here's what you can make. Here's how you make this thing. You just start out with this, you start out with that, you put this in here, don't waste that. He's all about like not wasting anything and using odds and ends. He freezes his 
um, cilantro stems. Oh, that is a really good idea. Does he do it like in oil or is it just on its own? He just pulled them out of a, um, of a, like some cling wrap and, and they were frozen and he just chopped them up and put them in the arroz con pollo. Oh my God. So you're so good at that accent. Do you speak thanks. French? I speak your no. English is my third language. <laughs> wow. After Latin and, and Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Very Alyssa nice. says, Bart, show us your fridge. I'm, I'm in the basement right now. I can't show you my fridge. Oh, but yeah, Alyssa's supposed to be actually right now. <laughs> oh, really? The car. Uh-oh. No, it's fine. So I'm, I'm interested in, you said earlier that you, um, that, so you got burned out from school. I, you, I on the cusp of getting burned out. So I left right before, which I think was okay. good. Okay. It, burnt. I mean, <laughs> there's like a tiny, there's like a, t I should have said this probably at the beginning of this thing, but there's a tiny thing so that whenever you and I want to say something, it like cuts the sound off from the first three words that you say. So I'm always like trying to figure out what you say? Okay. Okay. That's why I'm asking. I, I'm not like completely deaf, just mostly deaf. Oh. See, I heard that. That was great. I'll just repeat stuff. Okay. Um, so you weren't completely burned out. You were just on the cusp. And then you switched careers. And then you are where you are now. What, what advice would you have for somebody who is, uh, who has just graduated college and they're in their first job? Maybe they're like, I mean, maybe they're 22, maybe they're, maybe they're 25 or 26. Like, what, what, what advice would you have? Or what do you wish somebody had told you? Uh, I think when I was 22, I was expecting myself to like, really have it all figured out at that time. And I was trying to do it so fast. Like, oh, I'm gonna like have this career and this is gonna be my career for the world. And I didn't really realize that like my scientifically, my brain wasn't even like fully developed yet. It doesn't develop till you're 25. The frontal lobe. Men, so it's even, men is, is longer. It's well, like 27 for men. I think. Maybe even like, I don't think it ever fully develops for men. <laughs> I think it actually goes backwards. For men? Yeah. Yeah. I probably, I think once you hit, uh, once you hit 40, it goes, it starts going like rocketing to the ground. <laughs> yeah. You're peaking soon. So get ready. You're going to go down. So, um, no, I just like, I think I needed to, I think I need to like give myself a little more credit and like not try to figure it all out, you know, slow down a little and not, I think I just like wanted to figure it all out really fast. And then when I was 26 and like thinking about changing, you know, like just allowing that to happen and knowing that I, and like not, I don't know, again, doing it slowly and 
being brave, I guess, you know, like having the, the bravery to take a chance and knowing that like, even if it didn't work out, you know, there was always something that I could do to make money and support myself. You know, I did it all on my own and I, I did it, you know, like it, it, it was really challenging and hard and scary, but like, I think if you, you know, you really just have to like try if you don't try, I mean, like you're kind of doing that right now, right? Yeah. So what's the alternative to trying? Just like sitting there and doing something you're not 100% happy with or not even like 80% happy with? Right. But giving yourself time to make the right decision about it, that's like the best advice I got from people. And also like talking to a lot of people to see what they think is the right thing, like older people you know, people that have gone through it before. So I guess if a 22 year old wanted to talk to me as an older person, I would recommend that for them. <laughs> you know, I'll do it. I have talked to people and I really like to. And I, you know, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really, uh, I think that's really wise. I think that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a 30, something you're all talking you know it's like it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird um you don't want to resent your younger self and you don't want to resent anyone else for yeah. yourself because it's like hard. i'm sorry can you say that again i just I, I lost it for a second have fun the entire time that you're doing it and don't like take it all so seriously because it's just food you know what i mean that's what i always say <laughs> for me at least you're <laughs> like doctor it's just teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like um listen it's old yeast and uh it's just food so i'll take the check Give me the check, please, and uh, or you can Venmo me. But it's it was old yeast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What what should I what What do you wish that I had asked you that I didn't ask you? Um, like what you should cook for dinner tonight with whatever's in your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just I just went grocery shopping today, so I've got like it would be too easy for you for the show. So I think you're gonna be edited out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's uh, I got some cod actually at the store. Ooh, I love cod. Is it? Can I tell you what I was gonna make? Yeah, let's hear it. What are you gonna yeah. make? So my mom is big on this um, sort of New England style. Uh, cod bake like white fish bake and um and so i have inherited that um just this year actually but it's basically just ritz crackers that have been crushed up in a bag Ooh. and um you know butter so it's it's a super hearty slash like thick new england meal for the winter I love new england. yeah and girl so you <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a Massachusetts person. Yeah, try I love Massachusetts food. Clams. So. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> 
Clam chowder. <laughs> Lobster bisque. Lobster bisque. <laughs> you just start naming. Clam chowder. <laughs> what else is there? Can't think of one other thing. <laughs> beans. Oh, beans. Yeah, beans. Beans. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. I think that wraps up our call. <laughs> yeah. No. We're talking I, to you. <laughs> no, I actually had this lesson with where I like give them, I've been trying more challenges with some of the advanced kids where I like give them a bunch of ingredients and they have to like make something out of it, kind of like chop. So I want to give them like kind of like trashy ingredients. Not that Ritz crackers are trashy, but they're like, you know, on the cusp. I don't oh, want to yeah. make something out of this. And it would be cool to see what they would do. Like if they could figure out a way to use it as like a breading or like, you know, something like that would be awesome. Inspiring. I think that's great. Yeah, you said a joke and I didn't hear it. Inspired by you, of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We've been talking for about an hour. How do you, how do you feel? Are you like, you know what? Are you, are you like, I wish Bart had asked me this? Or are oh. you like, no, we had a great time. Honestly, I loved it. And whenever you have your podcast, I'll be on it again. Great. I really great. think interviewer, this is so fun. It's just very easy to talk to. I think it's just two extroverts hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> well, then you Yes. <laughs> Not Big thank you to Maddie Dudek for being on the show. And thank you for listening. This has been Little Talks. Bye-bye.